All right, friends, coming in on the top 10 on the show, we have Alice Denise and Sean Pony Heath of OV Stars. They have an EP out called Tuesdays. It's coming out April 23rd on all streaming platforms with a vinyl to be released. Alice and Pony were a lot of fun. This conversation at times may get a little confusing just because of uh, how the phones were set up. But uh, they were a lot of fun, and it was a real special—they have a special connection in talking with them and, like, diving into their writing process and, like— just how they work as a group, you really, you really get that. You, like, listening to this conversation, you're gonna pick up on uh, being a third wheel as well, and it's in a good way. Like, there's not too many groups that members have that have that special connection like that. Just then, when you interact with them without music, that you pick up on that. So this was a lot of fun, and um, and there's a lot of insightful nuggets in here. We're gonna listen to the track "Better Things" off uh, Tuesdays, and this I think will play out later because like. This track really kind of, I think, shows what they do as a group. They take tragedy and try to find the find the better things in it. So uh, here we go. Better things off Tuesday's OV Stars. Wonder 
things tuesday's the ep ov stars um cool stuff right so if you guys can like rate review the podcast on one of the podcast platforms doesn't matter which one any of them um it goes a far away helps me keep talking to cool guests and sharing their insights with you and without further ado here's my conversation with allison pony uh, tuesdays <laughs> <laughs> i think that's like uh i don't there's something special that comes out of like days of the week when you have like a thing, like a rehearsal or a meeting or a song, like a writing session, whatever, whatever it is you're into, like a, a, a day like Tuesday, because personally I find Tuesday to be the most unbearable day of the week because all the, yep. <laughs> everyone at work, all the kids are losing their minds. They're like Monday we accepted that we're back, but now it's Tuesday and it's not Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even all the, right. all the yeah. people I work with are Tuesday dragging. Tuesday is like, you, you, you make peace with it, but are you making peace with it? Right. You know? <laughs> You're just getting through. And like, so Tuesday's always been a rough, but it's things like the rehearsals at the end of the night or what may be like, so how'd you, let's kind of, let's kind of build the narrative of how you guys met and then like build up to build up to that so i know you guys each had your own songwriting like endeavors going on when did the paths cross and when did tuesday become the day well i um Tony and i met when i moved to asbury park um and well i moved to ocean grove actually but i'm a few blocks away from asbury park okay. um i had been in psychic tv for about 17 years or 16 years um and uh, the singer Genesis Tours was uh, diagnosed with leukemia, and I think just to sort of keep my mind uh, steady and my emotions in intact, uh, I felt like I really needed to start writing music. Um, my brother actually introduced me to Pony and suggested that um, I think suggested to Pony that. Me, yeah. that yeah. that we connect and, and try to write. Um, so, you know, sometime during that time, we became friends and... Um, we became I, friends first and then started writing only later, much later. Hmm. Yeah. And Tuesdays was the day that Pony had off to write. And I, <laughs> I mean, I, I am pretty much a freelance artist, jeweler, musician, so my schedule can be pretty flexible. Um, and Tuesdays just became the day. Got it. Well, with being freelance, it's like it, it's flexible, but also you're constantly working, and everything is like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's oh, yeah. no time I mean, off. I, I never stop working. Like it doesn't. It just it, it just work means the morning. Freelance just means I'm willing to work in the middle of the night as well. <laughs> yeah, it's 
there's not there's not much free about it because it's like anytime nothing. you get there's free. nothing free. It's, it's nothing free about it. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly chasing a dollar bill, and it definitely is that. But I, honestly, I, I I also feel really grateful because right. it does give me the time to do the things that I love to do, and I do love to write music, and I. And I do love to play music, and I, I miss the ability, you know, I haven't played live since February of 2020, um, when I played live at the Transparent uh, Danny Clinch Gallery. Um, and then, you know, I felt like the whole world ended. My The singer and my previous band in Psychic TV passed in Dr. Body in uh, March. Actually, it'll be March yeah. 14th tomorrow. And then, and then, you know, we were in lockdown, and I just feel like I'm just starting to should have realized that, you know, Pony and I are going to start playing live shows again. It's really exciting. That's awesome. Yes, we are. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's 20, there was such a, it was such a void, you know, like, and when you, when doing the freelance thing, it's like, whenever you have any free time, you're like, okay, this is when I write the next thing so I can bring it to the band so we can figure out if we're recording it, or, or this is when I add the next chapter to the novel or update the blog or whatever, when you're doing the freelance thing, there like any gap of time is that con- you have that constant voice in your head, like this could be something that's going to pan out later, <laughs> like which is yeah, you know, yeah. Constantly, constantly working on something, and when it's good, like, okay, cool. So instead of watching a TV show, like you get, you get it's kind of a sense of imposter syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or like, or not, not impossible, maybe, maybe even revenge when you're like, but I could be working. Why are you not working? Because if you're freelancing, that's, that's, you're on your own clock, you're on your own time. So when you're writing, it's, you feel this thing about like any time available to you in between like sauteing onions and putting papers in the pan, there's like two seconds where you could be writing and then you feel either negatively or positively about it. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and like, but that's that's it, 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 one thing you have to love doing that because if not, it's like it, it's torture <laughs> because it's endless. People, people who create culture are just to live on the breadline. Don't do it because it's comfortable. They do it because they're compelled. Right, right. Beautifully said. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> And, like, the kind of go back to, like, I don't know, 2020 being, like, this void. It's, like, you have all the time to do that. But it's kind of that deadline that the show's next week, having that kind of, that, that helps that process. A little bit of that stress keeps that yes, snare drum. Parameters and borders, <laughs> confinement boosts creativity. Right. It's, like, if you have an idea and unlimited budget to create anything, you just, you just, there's no... Uh, challenge in creating right because it never ends you could just keep perfecting yeah, it never it. ends you can you can do you can do anything where if it's parameters you have to work within the confines of that and make that actually shine right i'm pony i'm getting a weird echo on your end um i think maybe we need to move into different rooms <laughs> i'm gonna go in my bedroom okay you go in the bedroom <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling that you're hearing. um, Okay, the back. I was. I thought we were far enough away, but is this better? I just closed it out. Yeah, that's a hundred percent better. Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. (laughs) She has Um, to sit down, and I have to pace. 
I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He couldn't stop moving. I tried to keep him in the other room, but he wouldn't stop. I can't stop. I can't. I, I can't sit. I'm so. the same way. I, I, whenever I'm planning something, I'm pacing around the room. I'm like, then we can do that. And you know, if we if we book that, that'll probably pan out. <laughs> like, yeah, if I pace a little more, it's gonna work out. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is but, much better. Yeah, no, much, okay, yeah, much better. I can hear what you're saying because, like, what you're saying is it's. I, I, I think that it was really profound because, like, you need that. Like, without that deadline, the 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 2020 rabbit hole just seem endless. And especially I was coming from tragedy like that, that just, I can't imagine like that time being like clearly, you know, productive because it was just stressful as it is. So like, I mean, I, I think the first couple of weeks after, you know, after my friend dropped her body was, were the hardest ones for me because it was, it was a time where like, you know, this, tragedy sort of happened and not you know that it's a horrible tragedy when people die people die every day um but for me it was it was really sad it was you know genesis was one of my closest friends and you know i a confidant and you know we we spent a lot of time together i took uh i took a lot of you know i i took care of her in a lot of ways i took her to her female appointments and um you know and then there was this tremendous void and i had to come home to not having any comfort from anybody because we, we weren't holding each other. We weren't, nobody was hugging anymore. Everybody went into their own homes and shut the doors. And that was kind of it for, for, I don't know, a good, I don't even, well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, luckily for us, it wasn't a year because, you know, we, we live near the ocean. So we were able to actually get out and go for walks and, you know, and Pony, I, you know, sure. we were being cautious. We were still getting together. Um, you know, maybe not early on in the pandemic, but, but you know, certainly a few months in, we started getting yeah. together and writing again. It was um, still and, working. Yeah, and I felt like for me, that was the healing part. Um, you know, being able to have a partner and have some structure on Tuesdays was was healing for me and, and a way to move forward. And, um, you know... I, Pony, do you remember when it was? Was it January of 2021 that I was just like, we need to just record what was in being? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Where you were just like, let's screw this, let's do this. Yeah. Because we've been, we've been writing for a while where it was like, there was no um, timelines or deadlines. The only parameter was we get together on Tuesdays and on Tuesdays we write. Mm. Like nothing else exists. It's just us on Tuesdays writing. And then at one point, we had a lot of what we think to be good material. And um, and then she was just like, you know what? That's just like balls to the wall, babies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just record. Let's just make a record. And then we then, then we started to like kind of distill it and refine in what we want to record. And... Yeah, but yeah, we never stopped working, and then but yeah, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was January. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think we have was. a record called Tuesdays, folks. <laughs> <laughs> a big, a big five songs, but it was big five, know, the biggest five songs you've ever heard. We, we put we, we put all our hearts into it. So, uh, well, and, and I'm pleased. Yeah, they're five great yes. songs for sure, and that like. 
everything, the texture, the, the aside from the songwriting itself, the recording and the production of each tune is really well done. You can tell a lot of time is put and put into That's each Jeff one. That's Jeff That's Jeff Burner. Let's give kudos to Jeff Burner. All hail Jeff Burner. Yeah, <laughs> but we uh, so Jeff Jeff is my was my bandmate in Psychic TV for okay. I don't even know how many years. Um, and when I decided to do a solo recording in 2013, um, Jeff was obviously the first person that I Stick and bones, went right? to. Yeah, sticks and bones, and uh, unfortunately, that uh, my son played bass on that, and uh, he dropped his body <laughs> uh, in 2013, right before um, we were going to release it. So I went back into the studio and I recorded one more song, and uh, and then I I think we put it out, uh, or I put it out. Uh, the following year in 2014. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, there's definitely been a lot of like loss in my life that has led to some of the, the style of writing. And one of the reasons that I've really enjoyed writing with a partner, you know, I've been writing with bands most of my life, but writing with one partner has been really interesting because we sort of pull each other out of, I think that Pony and I both have sorrow in our writings. And I think when we write together, maybe it's still there a little bit, but I think we also kind of figure each other out of the mud. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I think it's, it's it's a, it's a, we get to a place where instead of getting lost and overwhelmed in sorrow or in trauma or in grief, we find a way when we're standing next to each other to be, able to articulate it in a way that's um, not more tangible, but more straightforward. Like all the bullshit is cut away, if that makes sense. Right. Where it it doesn't get muddied up. Right. And it well, it's kind of like when when you go through something like sharing just, or even if you feel if you're bummed out or stressed out about something, right, boiling it to like a less... Um, like it, it feels good to be able to be like, ah, Tuesdays, I'll tell you what, every Tuesday there's this guy, you know, you just, you share that, <laughs> yeah. you share that thing no, with somebody. A hundred percent. It's like, just you fucking wait till Tuesday, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes we just sit and, and drink wine and talk cool. and bits cool. and cry. Yeah. And that's, that's also part of the process because I think if we, if we didn't have it, and, you know, and I'm going to use the word intimate, not in, in, a, in a profoundly sexual way, but if we didn't have that sort of an intimate bond or friendship, I don't think that we would be able to write the kind no. of music that we've been writing. We are friends first. We are friends first above everything and anything else. We are friends first and we honor that. And I think that translates in the work. Definitely, you can. I think you can hear it. Where it's like there's a kinship, there's there's a familial quality to it. Also, it's like funny enough, our voices shouldn't work together, but they do. <laughs> but they do, and they do yeah. so remarkably well for two voices that are so different. Um, and I I think it's it's uh there there is like there's an exchange of energy that happened way before recording the work which is important i i well, that'll happen out in the stars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i agree it's interesting because like I, I dove into uh both uh, individually 
what like what the music sounded like separate like pony some of your yeah. like hallelujah i still love her it's like completely or still love you is still com- it's completely different than like psychic tv and like, <laughs> and, like, like we're not we're not supposed to live in the same house but here we're we not <laughs> but on the, on the on tuesdays like the voices blend together in a way where like for a while i'm like when i dove in without listening to individual like to get a tone from each like i don't know who's doing what like in a good way like like it, yeah. it just blends in and like that's i, I think that's a it's interesting like when you find the peanut butter and chocolate that works you know what i mean like two separate things but when they <laughs> yeah. come together thank, it's just really thank good you. um thank um, you i'm she's peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it means a lot because that's what we wanted to do also there's not a thing where who's going to be in front who's going to sing the next song it's it's just an organic oh let's sing this song let's try it out whoever whatever whatever comes to the fore that's what we're going to hand to the people listening to it you know what I mean yeah so it's like it's like we both have very distinct voices we both have very, I feel, I don't sound like anyone specific. She doesn't sound like anyone specific. There's power, there's there's like lines you can draw to other voices, but I don't think in essence we sound like anyone else together or, or individually. So what we're doing is just trying to, if we make a song, if we make a piece of work and we want to present it to other people so that in my brain, the first thing I want people to get from this work is healing or just understanding that someone is there with them, you know? Yeah. And if we, and, and so we're not going to let us get in the way of, Oh, I need to sing this song because I feel this way about it. It's like we literally let the song dictate after we've written it, who does it? And then we'll see how can I support the other? Right. So, so it's very much organic. It's very much an energy thing. It's very much to the the, the, the purpose of our work is not for us. It's for all of us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's you a, know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because just the process you guys described Tuesdays panning out like um, resonates with the music like that. Like it even like it makes me think of like a the last track on the um uh, uh better oh, I'm blanking right now hold on oh, better <laughs> things better, better things right. better things like um because it, it sounds like that healing process of just going through shitty things and then like focusing on the better thing and like that's yeah. that's that's only possible with a friend you know or or family or someone close because. Yes. it's really hard. It's easy to go down that tunnel vision. I think it's, I think it's also that thing where <clears throat> as artists, as freelance people, as people who need to do other things to support their art, we also feel like we're doing something bad when we actually make time for ourselves. Yeah. And I think with Tuesdays, we actually, because out of my week, it was it was my day off, one of, but I would be like, this is okay, but this is work. So it's actually forcing oneself to make time, to make work, to be engaged, to be creative. And working with Alice has kept me 
like accountable to that and not feeling like I'm um, doing something wrong. Because I come from a strange culture where we walk into an elevator. If someone's on the elevator, you immediately say sorry. You don't say hi. You say sorry. So, um, so actually taking Tuesdays and being like, this is my day. This is the day I'm working with Alice. We're making work. And you know what? This work is important. So you, prioritizing the self, prioritizing the creative aspect of oneself. And I, I think that's what we did. And um, because she has such an immense uh, amount of trauma and grief in her life, and I have a lot of trauma and grief in my life, the fact that we actually were able to keep each other accountable to each other to make work is important. And I mean, what, I, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I, I, it, it very much, I think, was a, was a, we both went on a personal journey together. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if that's something that many people get to do. And I've, I felt incredibly grateful to have been able to have that experience with Pony. Um, you know, even, you know, sometimes it gets really hard to write and there's pressure and there's, you know, like we'll sometimes sit there and it's like nothing is coming. And then sometimes we'll sit there and it's just like, it's just vomiting out of us, you know, like, yeah. like rapid fire. And I'm trying to write, he can't write. He can't, like, I cannot give him the I pen. Can, I can, I can I write, can't read but his he writing. can't read what I'm writing. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there writing and I'm writing what I'm thinking. I'm writing what Pony's thinking. And, you know, and I've usually got the guitar up and then like he'll grab the guitar and then he's writing. And it, it's just, you know, sometimes it's a frenzy like of writing. And then we have to sit there and figure out what the hell we've just done. Yeah, but I'm not um, allowed to use the pen. Depends. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's that's my. He's lost. He's lost his right. Ten privileges. Uh, he's lost his rights to writing. Fair. I I have horrible handwriting, so I'm I there with you. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh boy. But that. Because okay, because like writing, because I've been trying to uh, develop a writing habit for myself, and like I try to do like every other day for an hour with no expectations. You know, just spend an hour, write a thing. It may just be a chord progression, it may be a verse, whatever. But just to constantly keep at it, and just to keep trying to come up with things with no expectations. Um, but th the process to do that with a with another person now now it's like an event in a way. So like I for me that seems so like so I, it seems so much more difficult but I uh, maybe like I I bet you guys can sell me on it not being more difficult because I imagine like if like when I'm like trying to do that on my own I think of a subject right or a narrative or a song seed like a line that pops into your head right and kind of just focus yeah. on that Ooh. is that kind of like um when when it gets down to like really really when you're in the flow of it and like Pony's not writing but saying stuff and you're writing what he's saying. Um, is that like, is that kind of how like, do you have like a, a, um, a structured kind of like, this is what we do on Tuesdays to get things rolling? At I mean, I, I kind of think that that's like each of us can answer that question in a different way. Yeah. I think for me, writing is a very organic process and it just bubbles. Mm. Like it doesn't, I don't think I'm going to write about this today. It just generally will just bubble up okay. and I don't have anything. I have sometimes really very little control over what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, 
I really, I mean, honestly, I yeah. wake up. I can, I can confirm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and I have to sing things into my phone because they're just there and they won't go away. Mm. And if I don't sing them into my phone, I'm not going to sleep that night. There's, I call it my radio head. There's always something, some kind of music playing in my head. And, and sometimes it feels torturous and sometimes it's wonderful because sometimes I get great music and sometimes I write it down and I'm like, that was really terrible. But, you know, it's, it is part of my process. And I, I think because, uh, um, you know, and I might be wrong, Pony is more formally, you know, I have had some formal training, but Pony has had far more formal training than I have. And so I think that I'm also a little more obsessive compulsive. Yeah, I think his process is a little more. And and he is, you know, I think that that you are more of a controlled writer. I think I'm I'm pretty out of control. And I do. She's she's you know how you do automatic writing. And you yeah. automatically write, and then you mm-hmm. find phrases and things that exist within it. Yeah. She's that kind of a writer. Okay. Where I, um, I'm not calculated, but because I have kind of a tendency towards um, uh, a compulsion to, what do you call it, obsessive compulsive behavior, um, mm-hmm. I will have patterns or sentences or phrases or things that get stuck in my head. So I will go over and over and over and over and over where it would be incomplete patterns, but I will hear the pattern over and over and over until I find a resolution for it. Interesting. But within writing with her, I couldn't do that <laughs> because the other thing is doubting this oneself and not having confidence in one's own work. I, if, if I was like, oh, my work is shit, but now I'm working with her. If I say my work is shit and the work I'm doing with her, then I'm saying her work is shit and I can't mm. do that. Mm. So it actually forced me to get out of that trauma-induced self-deprecating behavior where it was, okay, cool. Now you actually have to look at the work for what it is, not for what you think you are, because you're different. You're not, you're not part of the work. The work is separate. And now working with her allowed me to do that. Well, we got together on a Tuesday. We sit here. We write. Whatever comes out, I can't think about all these patterns and behavior and sentences and things that bug my brain because that's, that's, that's all on me. And it's this whole new world of just coming together. Let's Also, I play piano. I don't play the guitar. This record was written on guitar. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, and I'm and I'm a bass player. I mean, I yeah, play she's guitar, a bass player. I'm a bass player, and we rewrote this whole record on guitars. <laughs> and we're both not the greatest guitar players. We're not. We're not. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So I'm just going to say thank you, Jeff Burner, <laughs> once again. Let, oh, to get back to what you said earlier. Sorry about Jeff Burner. Before we uh, get away from it, the textures that you talked about right. on the production of this record, literally Jeff Burner. We went in there and we're like, Jeff? Also, I put on my big boy pants for the first time and made a real record with this <laughs> lady that was in a really important band with this guy that was in a really important band that had this really, really like a big boy studio. Um, and <laughs> walk in there and, and at first it's like, I want this for the record. And then Jeff's like, hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm like, Jeff, what do you want for the record? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's, that's I just have to give like a shout out, a kudos to him. Like like we all the time through the recording and it's yeah, let go and let Jeff. The man knows he knows what an octagon is. He's I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also for me, you know, being in psychic TV was like being in this crazy big chosen family, right? Like, you know, none of us had to be there, but but I, you know, it was like some of the best experiences of my life. And honestly, Genesis Peoridge is one of the most brilliant people I've ever known, and one of the most loving people I've ever known in my life. And they, um, I've had so much encouragement and so much support from her, and. Um, it, it felt really important to me if I was going to do something after Psychic TV that I really honor that that sense of family and, you know, going to Jeff and um, also having, you know, pretty much everybody who worked on this recording had worked with Psychic TV in one way or another. So whether it was, you know, being, you know, in the band as a full-time member or, you know, having toured with the band once or twice or, having, um, you know, driven a vehicle with the band or done sound, everybody was involved in that, you know, everybody that was involved had been a part of that extended family, of that chosen family that I lived with for, you know, almost two decades of my life. So, you know, for me, that was really important to go home again. Right. Well, and, and like, just how you said those, those bonds and those, the, the chances that, that you meet this person and they help you with this thing, which is expressing yourself and like yeah. it, obtaining this goal of self-expression with multiple people for an extended period of time is such a blessing and to be around people that are just motivated. Like it's such a, it's such a, to, to have the will to want to write in general and want to do something like that and find the importance within it to kind of elaborate on what Tony was saying um is such a special thing and like as a as freelance uh, um uh, burdened constantly self-burdened uh, um self-driven individuals you know like it's 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 there's nothing else you would rather do and those people that got you to that point to decide that that's what you want to do and this is how I can do it are so important and supporting them doing that same thing in their own way. If it's Jeff with the studio or, or whoever filled in on violin, you know what I mean? Like whoever that, you know, like it's, that's, I think that's, it's a really crucial thing to, uh, to support the roots to keep the tree going, you know? Um, Agreed. So that's beautiful. Um, it's interesting, like that you started on, or your mains bass and Pony's mains piano, like, because those are two different worlds completely to learn how how to musically like <laughs> replicate and express yourself. Um, and both of them are kind of true. <laughs> both, both especially with bass. Like, I find bass very hard to be like the really really hard to write a song off off of it because a lot of times bass is kind of like supportive of what's already written, and piano is like I can see where like maybe like some of the pattern things that you you find yourself like uh um OCD about or like going down that thought process about like I can piano is like kind of set up for that like cuz it's very like piano is clear perfect out. for it. you're <laughs> you're obsessive compulsive by a piano <laughs> <laughs> but as well, far as as far as like songwriting tropes or or or, or just even like uh, practices in which you would find yourself 
being expressive or allowing yourself to be expressive because like to kind of like focus on piano a lot of the music you start with is classically trained right and there's not a lot of room for improv within that or like it's more like learning how it works and learning how music works and seeing all that and that can be very like here's the structure here (laughs) you know so like that um your writing process um by yourself with trying to find like where phrases fit like is that just like syllabically is that like just like a written word like is that looking at like poetically in a way like seeing where the syllables fit and how that fits in with the rhythm with the next line or is that music yeah if 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 i write say if i write on a piano i'm saying while i'm singing and the way that alice would just write or, or like automatic writing i will sometimes sit and record myself while i'm playing the piano just singing words and then sometimes this word just comes out in these sentences that are like oh oh the universe just gave me a gift yeah you know <laughs> and it just works out but i think what remember earlier i spoke about if you have parameters mm-hmm. within which you have to work or like a budget right okay like alice is a jeweler um, I want a wedding ring. I have this amount of money. Can you make me a wedding ring for that? You get creative. And right. I think with us not writing on a piano specifically because the, the world is open to me there um, or her on a bass where we're on guitars. Now we have, we're not, uh, what is the word uh, in my language? It's back in. Uh, it's, there's, the boundaries are set. So it's like, okay, cool. You've been given this what are you going to make within these confines that is going to be bigger than these confines are and and i think that's what we did by writing with guitars also i was tired of carrying a giant piano on my back <laughs> all the way to <laughs> ocean said. grove across the bridge <laughs> yeah it's so about maybe i was just lazy <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it it aided in us not hyper-focusing on the technicality of playing an instrument, but actually to focus on the core of the emotional, spiritual, and energy value of what the work actually is. And you that, know, to not yeah. get lost. Yeah. And I think that definitely comes through with, with everything on the record. Cause I'm, I'm trying to think, even on that first song, there's like this rhythmic bit that's on the guitar. I don't know if that was a... Like it's kind of like a tapped out beat, I feel. Um, I don't know if that was a yeah. Jeff thing or if that was how you guys recorded it, um, or going into it or like wrote it. But like, I, that's interesting. I'm gonna say it's us. It's okay. always us. Yeah, that always. was definitely how it was written. Because okay. <laughs> like, a, a, coming from two instruments that aren't your own, it doesn't come off like that. Is what I'm saying. Like as a guitar player, I'm like, oh, that's a cool move. Thank you. You know, like. <laughs> That's a that's well, a cool like okay I can see someone looping that live and building off of that all right like <laughs> I mean you know Jeff did lay down all the tracks because I I definitely was like you know you're the, a much better guitar player I'm very happy to like let go and here it's written you you have it and you know put it down and um, yeah. you know pretty much I wrote most of the bass parts for it too and and also he played it so I just send him what was in my head and he would just replicate it and um, Fine, you know, because unfortunately, that's I I I do hear, <laughs> I do I can be a little bit controlling when I hear something in my head and I really want it to be that. Yeah, I, I maybe not controlling, but it's just 
like the song has to be it has to have the parts that I'd like it to have. So I'm open in some regard, but then as a bass player, there, there are times where I'm like, I really want it to be like what I want it to be in the bass part. So, um, but that worked out great. Cause yeah. it wasn't like, you know, I feel Jeff like is, there's, Jeff there's, is amazing at that. Jeff is amazing at that. Well, I was also going to so say, I think that everybody let go of ego. Like, like this, yes. this wasn't a project about ego. This was a project about how do we get to the best the best place that we can get with, right. with whatever money that we had to be able to do it with, because money is always going to be a factor in any kind of recording. And, um, you know, and, it, and it's self-funded. There's no record label. It's, you know, Tony and I are both struggling artists and, you know, I'm much older, so I have a little bit more security behind me, but not much more. And I'm still freelance. And like I said, you know, we're always chasing dollars. Um, you know, so there is a limit on how much can be spent, but, um, for me, it was just really important to to try to to utilize what we had um, <clears throat> to get the best we possibly could get. And I, again, I think because it was, you know, we did do this as a family in some ways or as a chosen family, um, you know, and for me, like there's a sense of being able to relax. I know for Pony, it was different because it was the first time that Pony's been in the studio. This is a studio that I've spent a lot of years in. Like I've recorded with Psychic TV in the studio, in that same room. We've rehearsed in that studio. So for me, I felt like I was going home. I and was I, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go. confirm that. <laughs> I was confirm. terrified because we were going to run with big dogs now. And we were supposed to ease me into it the first day of recording. <laughs> and we were going to do Alice's song first. Then I could chill out and relax. And then it was, then it was sprung on me that no kid, you're first. <laughs> was, well, that's interesting. So like when you were, when you've recorded your own stuff, uh, Pony, cause it's, it's the stuff you've recorded. sounds like it's professionally done. It was that not it's in the professionally, studio? Okay. It's professionally done, but, but there's a difference between a studio and a fucking studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's also, all, all of the other recordings I've done is like, oh, I have some studio time left. Do you want to come lay a song down? And then it's just me singing while I'm playing piano quickly and like, okay, cool, that's fine, great. And then I'm like, I'm just going to throw it into the ether and hope it sticks. And um, it, But this was very different because this was super... These are professionals, man. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of knobs. There are so many knobs and I'm intimidated by all the knobs. And yeah, and they and even with Alice, if if she wasn't my friend and I had to work with her, like, I also didn't know who Alice was. I didn't know what oh, she oh, she plays music. Cool. Leo, her brother, said to me, Oh, you should meet my sister. You should uh, write with my sister. I'm like, everyone wants me to write with their sister because they want me to play a goddamn <laughs> piano while they fucking sing. And it's and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Meet this 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 lady. Who are you? Okay, you're cool. Love you. Just by the way. And and then it turned into this thing like, oh, she's actually a big deal. And these people she's working with. And I only realized this as I walked into the studio. On recording day, it became a reality, and I'm like, "Oh fuck me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then, unless you were supposed to go first. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. Pony, pony up, pony up to the mic. <laughs> It was it was just, you know, it was really what was gonna work better for the studio time that day. <laughs> but it but but actually it couldn't have been it's one of those things where the universe comes together and says, Okay, cool. So this is how we're gonna structure this for you because you're gonna make the best possible outcome with this. If it if it worked out anywhere else, it would have it, I don't think it would have been as impactful or powerful. Right. Um because it also had, uh, there's some, I think the song we recorded was Crying Time. And yep. there's a vulner, there's a vulnerability Yeah. that you can, that even I was like, fuck, you can actually hear it. And yeah. I think that wouldn't have been there as much and as powerfully there as if I was comfortable. I think in the discomfort, there was beauty that was created. Right, and I also have to say that you you took that in one take, and it like we did have you do another take of your vocals, but we were blown away. Like everybody in the studio was like, "Oh my gosh!" You did a one <laughs> take, <laughs> Jake. What just happened in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things of legend. Also, I don't know where. I don't know. I mean, we did a backup, but like it was remarkable. <laughs> it literally was remarkable. I, I, it's, it's rare that you see anything like that in the studio. And believe me, I've been in the studio a lot in right. my lifetime. And, a, and apparently, that day I had three lungs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you but did. But anyway, I mean, but it was. It was, remarkable. It was a, actually, I also want to say it's. I'm so humbled and grateful and honored to. I be able to, to walk that. in. I she paid me a thousand dollars, but to walk, but to walk into that place with that family and be accepted, and be acknowledged as an artist, just to be acknowledged. Never mind anything else. It's just the best people, the biggest open arms, the biggest warmest hug ever. They're all just like this is. I'm so gross right now. But it's <laughs> just walking in there and being like being acknowledged is is that's to me is like I'm I can die now. Fine, God take me. You know. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know also, talent is talent, and and talent stands on its own. Right. And you know, and if you have talent, Pony, you clearly have talent. Like, it, of course, you should be there. You know, it's it's not like like that. It, this was supposed to happen. This is this is you know this was That's born it in like. it's, it's it was born pressure. of stars, right? It's born of stars. Like this is this yes. was what was supposed to happen. We we were destined somehow to meet. I had to have you know whatever tragedies that I had to have to to make me move from my home across from me you know, in Hoboken across from New York City to, to come live by the ocean so that I could heal my heart. And, yeah. and you know, you were one of the people that I met. And, you know, our, I think our bond formed rather quickly. And I don't really understand why or how, um, but it I don't did. And I'm, and I'm super grateful <laughs> for that. I feel like that was a glimpse of Tuesdays. Like, I feel like I got yeah. to sit in a no, little no, bit no. on how literally, it goes. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It really was. Um, Thank you. It's a, Okay, to, to touch on a couple things, Pony. Uh, um, 
being in the studio for sure. When you go into the room, you're like, oh shit, they have a they have a sound booth. Fuck, um, this is money. Money is <laughs> time now. Like uh, they are more knobs than yeah. I know. They they have it looks yeah. nice. You de- there's definitely a vibe. I agree a hundred percent with that. And also, when yeah. you do play piano, <laughs> everyone needs a piano player. <laughs> so you get hit up a lot. <laughs> so I can also I can also. Uh, uh, understand where you're coming from when someone wants to see you as an artist, not just as like, oh sweet, okay, this is a one four five, just roll with me, and I'm gonna cover, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. So th- yeah. that's really cool. Um, and the kind of like get some background a little bit, because Hoboken, like, the scene was there, so like that uh, Hoboken was like this, it's like this magic blurb of like badassery music and like individualism. So like Pony coming from like you. You grew up in South Africa, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, coming from this different culture, you kind of touched upon it a little bit where, like, you say sorry when you go by somebody. Like, they kind of dive into this realm with with Alice in this this scene that's, like, kind of, like, supporting all this, like, like, the feelies are, like, a huge band here. Like, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? As far, like, as far as, like, to to gauge, like, like, uh, um, individual like expression and celebrating it did like uh, and coming from classically trained which that's kind of like uh, uh suppressed I, I, a little I bit started, i started i started as classically trained i'm not fully classically trained this this <laughs> but you know you so don't need <laughs> a little bit but you see how culturally i'm like i'm fine but i'm not good enough you know <laughs> right 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 <laughs> everything's so, okay it's like so with the, like, as in Hoboken, where everyone is like, I can't speak to the scene, but the stories that Alice has told me and that some of her friends and people that I've met from there, it's very much this weirdly amazing supportive scene where everyone is just trying to, like, you make music cool. Doesn't matter if you're shit or not. Everyone just, like, boosts each other because, you know what? You're fucking trying. Good on you. Right. Yeah. And there's there's that attitude, which is amazing. And then I come from a place where it's like it's very like it's not like that. It's not like that at all. And um, like like I feel strange. Like if someone is like, "Oh, you're talented," I'm like, "What do you want from me? Here's my wallet." Huh. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone now. You have my wallet. You can go. Thank you. <laughs> So the the nurturing nature of that that whole Hoboken feel I think is so one hundred percent embedded in Alice. And because even if in any partnership, whether it be marriage, friendship, sibling, whatever, there's gonna be ups and downs. Right. And but it doesn't matter how even if we butt heads even if we disagree about something, if either of us does something that the other one doesn't agree with, there's still always upliftment, always support. There's always loyalty. There's always there's trust. And it's, and, and it's always to uplift the other one. It's never like, oh, you were a fuckhead, great, but I'm still going to support you. <laughs> I'm still going to uplift you. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that that's probably the product of where she's from. And I mean, inherently it's who she is, but it's also where she's from. 
but it's such a it's such a yin and yang for for you guys as a unit like just kind of hearing everything right now and here it's it's like even just writing growth like when you work with someone and learning to kind of let go and accept things for what they are and then maybe learning to kind of be more structured and kind of like fine-tune some details like it's it it definitely comes off on on these five songs after like diving into like how i was saying i dove in individually and kind of like just sampled bits of everything you guys did um more more of bits of a bits from alice because your your career goes there's there's way more bands and way more (laughs) records to to dive into but this is product well yeah it's a product of doing it longer you know and like but um it's a it's a beautiful combination on these five songs and like it just mm-hmm. th- hearing the process of it like that, that's so cool because like that's the that's like there's a certain uh, uh um what's the word i'm looking for there's a s- certain means or, or or field of success that you get from indulging in things like this like th- when you define a successful musician and in any type of culture, usually there's a financial number behind it, or artists, let's say. Yes. Usually yes. there's a financial thing behind it, but when you when it's not, there's all these things within the process that you may never get to that financial point, but there's all these other things that lead to being even more successful or even more like uh, uh, we've made it with within these. There's a certain richness. That's what I'm looking for. That comes mm, from attempting yeah. to do this, and that's and that's that's it. That's like finding comfort and being able to express shitty things with your friends, so they become less shitty. Or there's like the learning how to like dial back like the 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 tunnel vision and being able to accept it for it what it is. Because when you look back on it, it was still a fun show, you know, or whatever that is. Like yeah. that's a certain magic that and a certain richness that only comes from like. A relationship like this and just like listening being a third wall right now <laughs> is amazing <laughs> and i think that Aww, com- what i'm trying to say I is i think that comes off on the record at least to my in my opinion thanks but what were you gonna say this record was also not made this this record wasn't made for money i hope it sells a million and we make a thousand gazillion dollars but the record wasn't made for money you know and yeah. i think you can tell. You can tell. Well, I mean, I'm going to go so far as to say I think this record was made for love, and um, yes, you know, and and for for honesty, like I I am I think that you know sometimes people say, are you going to retire? What are your plans? And I, you know, my feeling is like, what am I going to retire from? Like everything that I do in my life is part of who I am. Like I am a musician. I have always been a musician you know, back probably as, as long as I can remember, I've been writing songs. And I, even before I knew that I was a musician, I was writing songs in my head as a child, I would write songs in my head. Um, I, it, it is, it has always been a part of me and always has been who I am. And I think that whether I'm recording songs or not recording songs, it is always going to be a part of me. And, and the music that I've written has always been honest. It's never really been, um, I don't know what the word is. Um, contrived, yeah. maybe contrived. contrived. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it has. Yeah. Like, I have. I'm not trying to write. You know, could I have written a hit song in my life? Maybe I could have. I don't know. I'm never really sure. Right? Right? There's, there's, because there's nothing it wasn't wrong with writing a hit song or wanting to write. There a hit isn't. Song. There's nothing wrong with that. But this no. is not what we are right now. 
I think I just always wanted to write what was in my heart to write. And right. that was always what was important to me. And and I was lucky, you know, I did I did come up in a certain time in, you know, maybe in the in the early eighties around New York City where um you know, I remember being out at the mud club one night as a, you know, a teenager, like maybe 18 or 19 years old. And I saw this band called ESG and it was, you know, these, these women from uptown New York and playing. And I, and I just was so enamored by them and so in love with what they were doing. And I, and that gave me the courage to go out and decide that I was going to buy a bass and I was going to be a bass player. And I literally, you know, picked up a bass and that was it. I started playing with my friend Karen. And we became a band called Gut Bank back in those days. And then we were signed by Coyote Records. And and it just like everything just sort of, everything for me has been so organic and it, it has never been easy. Um, and yet maybe it has been easier than it has been for other people because I did, I, we did get some of those breaks, but, um, but we always really worked hard. Like I've always, you know, I remember when we were 22 and we'd be out driving around the country in a van and we'd, we'd pull up to a, a city and you'd have to use a payphone to call the club to ask for directions because there was no <laughs> such thing yeah. as a GPS, right? And we're, <laughs> you know, we're at that point, we're three women right. by ourselves right. and young. Our, our drummer at that point was like six years younger than we were. So she was like 17, 16 and <laughs> yeah. we're 22, 23. And here we are driving around. And luckily, you know, we did have our friend Bill Ryan, who was our manager, would often come out, not always, but he would often come out on the road with us to kind of protect us. But, um, you know, th there were times where we would just like go up to strangers at the end of the show and be like, hey, do you have an extra room we can crash in for the night? And I, when I think about this now, I'm like, why am I not dead? I, like, why have I not been <laughs> murdered? Like, I don't even understand how this was my life and how we did these things. I like you not. I like you not murdered. Like like seriously, when you think about that, like, <laughs> right, like right. you know, as someone who has been a parent, you know, I couldn't imagine like thinking of my daughter or son for that matter, doing these things. And it was just sort of like, this is what we did. But I, you know, and it wasn't that I trusted people because I don't really trust people for the most part, but this was <laughs> the world that I was living in. And this is, you know, it just felt like this is what we had to do. And we had no money and we weren't making very much money. It was like, you know, if you got gas money and food money, you're happy. Right. And but it's a thing we're, we're artists. It's that thing. It's not being motivated to do it. It's you're compelled. Right. No, we're you're just one hundred percent compelled, which makes you driven, which makes you just go out and do it and be crazy. <laughs> yes, no. and make really but bad that's, decisions. But that's that's an inherent thing. That's not new. That's that's yeah. in your house for years. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Good times and bad decisions. We're all about it. <laughs> but that's that's you know that's the part of the hustle is like there's no clear path to do the thing like you know what i mean like especially yeah. when like a scene like hoboken pops up you know what i mean like there's so much going on and like the whole thing is like how do you how do you expand this how do you well let's go out of town and like you know what i mean like there's no wrong way to do it but there's also no right way to do it so like yeah, so it just becomes I a can... lot of work for sure <laughs> I came to a conclusion like three days ago, three days ago. I was like, okay, cool. So thinking about my life, I was like, oh, I'm playing a game of dominoes. If you line them up, if you knock the one, all of them will fall. You're not playing dominoes. Uh, 
it's actually a game of chess and you're the second to move. So mm. you're always playing a defense game mm. where you have to adjust. And, and it, I think that's how this works. Music and art and creative anything. It's like you're always on the defense and you have to readjust and readjust and readjust your gameplay in order for you to either win or lose. Right. Or just even and, keep and I playing. Think that just to keep playing, just to keep going at it. Because you were never the first to move. As an artist, you're the second to move. Yeah. Someone made the first move and you're not following them, but you're readjusting to their gameplay because that's how life works. Yeah. That's you cool. know? Yeah, that that's awesome. Was it, it God was and it, profound? That is <laughs> That is profound. That's awesome. Um, was the domino thing always something you kind of like thought about? Was that like a metaphor that you're yes, always... Yeah, yes. Interesting. I, yeah, I thought like if you, if you, like if you line them up it should correctly, yeah. it should, it should pan out. It yeah. has to. And then I was like, because I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff like from in my country and here where I'm dealing with familial things that I have to figure out. And then I was like, shit, this is not just lining things up. That's not how it works. This is readjusting and adapting. That thing, adapt or die, it's a whole thing. Right. <laughs> I had an yeah. interesting, interesting, um, it's kind of, it was kind of a Bruce Lee bit, but I, I read it, it, the opportunity arose at work, at the school I work at. Um, a kid had a, a plastic fork, right? And like, was like, pounding it on the desk and it's like it won't break i'm like yeah why why do you think it won't break and like he's like it's too bendy I'm like exactly if, you, if we're flexible friends we can withstand a lot of things you know if we're stiff and rigid we won't and he was like i want to i want to be a plastic fork and like and he was like huh <laughs> like I, 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 I amazing. Thought, I thought it was a profound, opportune moment, but it, I think it, it missed. But oh my god! Back, next, <laughs> next tattoo ideas. Next tattoo, bendy fork. Bendy That's fork. Funny. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's but more, more like you can be like I don't know, like the bamboo is like a bendy tree, like you know, there's there's oh, no, probably like, more I like, like no, tattoo this, bendy. No, this bendy, this bendy fork is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am with this kid, and he's like, this kid is my new guru. <laughs> Bendy Fork Kid. I, I, will, I will follow mm. Bendy Fork Kid into the dark. I will. <laughs> well, that's a song that's lyric right there. <laughs> we just wrote our next song. All right. When, when song six comes out and it's called Bendy Fork, I'm going to, a happy tear will drop from my you're eye. Gonna get, no, you're, you'll get publishing rights. Trust me. We're, we're, we're those people. You get at least three <laughs> percent. I get, I get. A, a, there's four, four sporks or whatever on a fork. I get four. four yes, you got point, you get four zero point four. It's <laughs> funny. Um, oh, can I? Um, so, was it budget reason or or or? Was it like these were the top five songs, which is why you went with these five songs? Like, oh, it was budget. Oh, it was budget. Okay, it was it was budget. Yeah, I mean, I it was it was it was budget, but it's also like these were like Cream the, the five crop. songs that spoke to us. Got it. Yeah, 
Is there plans to do a five more eventually or a full length? I would like to. Um, are you investing? We don't have a... <laughs> Say what? Are you investing? <laughs> uh, I, I got I got my fork lyric, and that's about all I got so far. <laughs> well, that's investing. No, no I mean, I think, I think that we have um, material, and we will probably continue to write. We haven't been writing lately because we've been focusing on right. releasing and doing all of the things that lead up to releasing and doing photos, which... <laughs> I yeah. hate doing, but we do. But we do. Yeah, <laughs> all of that, yeah. all of that garbage back end stuff that you have to do. Luckily, we have really, really talented friends that have been helping us yeah. out with all of those, like props to Nick Kiefer and props to Sarah Stepmiller in the Asbury yeah, Park those, area. They are, they're, they're princes amongst men, and not in the sarcastic manner. And and women world. and women. So and yeah, women. we. We have some great uh, photographer friends who helped us out in that area. Yeah, um, Sarah Stadmiller, who did the cover, phenomenal. It was like a, I think the camera is like, it's this giant, like large format camera that's like over a hundred years old. Huh. She did the album artwork. Um, yeah. We were standing on <laughs> like this, I don't know, <laughs> some weird industrial concrete pylon out in the ocean. <laughs> like here in Ocean Grove by Alice's house and we're standing there and like the tide is coming in <laughs> and one like, of us and one of us shot. one of us fell in but I'm not going to say which one <laughs> no it's not, a, it's not a vibe no one needs to know but yeah but. and the, you know, it was glorious and she was a champ because we also did this shoot and she got um it was kind of a perfect storm where it was um, the light, the tide, where we were standing, the wind, everything. It was literally like a 15-minute shoot. It was ridiculous. And everything was just like, it was like pow, 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 and everything just came out. We have so many good images from a very short frame of time. And also, her camera only, I think, takes 10 pictures at well, a time because it's one one frame of film goes in at a time so i think she used yeah. like maybe 10 frames yeah a... so it's but it was amazing she's 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 she is a queen she <laughs> and the best person just the best human that's she really the, is. that's the scene you know everyone's supporting each other it's amazing it um, really is so you guys were talking about at the beginning um some live stuff coming up um, or at least, uh, is it planned out or do you have some dates? That we I... do have some dates. Okay. Um, let's do a we're plug. Playing... All right. Uh, so <laughs> April 24th at, okay. uh, Danny Clinch transparent gallery in Asbury park. Okay. Um, I don't know the time yet, but generally those start in the afternoon. Okay. Um, and it's we like will a up- Sunday update. afternoon, like, like five, like listening and playing music and hanging out and. Um, yeah, you know, and Danny Clinch, Danny Clinch is an incredibly talented photographer who, you know, is here in the Asbury Park area and opens up his gallery for performance for for, bleh, for performers uh, to perform live. And, you know, it's just a really great way to spend the Sunday afternoon. So uh, that day we plan on both Pony and I doing some solo stuff and then getting together as a full of stars project, whether we have a full band or not, we're uh, is up in the air. It looks like we will have a full band. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, do some listening of the, of the new tracks that people haven't heard yet. Um, 
And then on June 30th, uh, there's a, a Genesis Fiorage art exhibit uh, called We Are But One at Pioneer Works in Brooklyn, um, which I think opens in April. Uh, and we'll be doing a performance uh, at Pioneer Works on June 30th during the period of time that that exhibit is up. Um, and, and for that performance, uh, we will have a lot of uh, ex-Psychic TV members with us. And, um, Some family members. Yeah, we'll definitely have the family. And we're going to do a little tribute to, um, to Genesis and to Psychic TV. And um, so, I, you know, I'm excited and, and I'm both excited and terrified about that. You show. should come. <laughs> I would. I I I'm planning on. I want to go out. I want to play a couple shows in Jersey, like uh. Ah, do it. I've Just been trying it. to trying to like with my band trying to book. We're trying to do weekend warrior dashes now that stuff's kind of happening again. And I'm yeah, trying great. to. Um, I, I have a couch. If you all can fit on my couch. I I appreciate that. <laughs> and if you guys ever come out to Cleveland, like let me know. Um, but we I, will. But yeah, no, definitely keep. Let's keep in touch with X. I'm I'm. Trying, I'm trying to go out and do some like solo stuff, and then bring the homies out and like. Um, okay. So we can at least uh, we can at least get some we got some chops here. I like it. <laughs> this That's is, awesome. This is how the team this assembles. But thank you like guys it. so but much for for chatting. Thank with me. you. This has been awesome. You're both a lot of fun. The new record uh-huh. is fantastic, and I'm excited for you guys to get to play it live and share the whole thing. Um, so thank you. Thank you for spending some time with me. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. We really appreciate it. Have a great yeah. rest of your day, too.